This year's donations might go to, say, the geology department. Oh dear, not the dirt people. Geology is the study of pressure and time. That's all it takes, really. What kind of activity has turned the lake massive? Look, I'm just a geologist. I like rocks. I love rocks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Geology Final Cast. My name is Steve. Hey, everybody. This is Chris. Good evening. This is Jesse. So that's a tie-in. Nailed it. That, that'll make sense in mere moments. Yes. Oh, like yeah. foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Good evening. Yeah, because we're we're having a, a little off the wall topic this evening, yeah. which I like. It's uh, can I can I drop it? God. Yeah, you right. earned that right. I don't know if I that's true, but um, <laughs> today's topic is going to be what keeps us up as at night as geologists. Hence the oh. good evening. You get it? Yeah, the good get I, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, good evening. what keeps what keeps me up at night? Nothing. I fear nothing. Jesse doesn't That's... sleep. Are you one of those like freaks that only gets like three hours of sleep a night? And oh just... my god! I, I was thinking about it the other night. So first off, let me let me just backtrack a second. I I literally fear everything. Just gonna um, say, Jesse does worry a lot. Jesse was literally. <laughs> we were doing field uh, work uh, on a barrier island uh, years ago, and Jesse was scared of a horse. It they was, were wild. <laughs> it was a wild. Yeah, and they're like seven hundred pound horses. They're like, not yeah. seven hundred pound horses. They're like they're and little. They're, they're ponies. Yeah, they weigh a lot. Horses. They weigh more than you would. And Jesse went you. the most contrived route around, like <laughs> through the salt marsh, away from this horse. It I've was... known two separate people who have been bitten by horses. Were they doing have... something stupid? If you just walk past the horse, the horse doesn't do anything to you. Mm, that horse was eyeballing me. <laughs> we I, had made somebody, eye contact. I had somebody that camped out there and they had a horse pee on their tent while they were sleeping. Nice. <laughs> well, that's were you on that trip when we were down there prior to this that your field work when the horses got oh, into started eating food? our campsite? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, we had poor campsite maintenance. We did. Mm. We so were horses cleaning it up for you. That was my what? wife. My wife came, told a Boy Scout to come run out to us on the beach, and the Boy <laughs> Scout's like, "Uh, some lady said that horses are eating your food." I remember, <laughs> excuse me, Mister. Yeah, excuse me. Uh, and we come back, and one of the ponies has a just a bag of marshmallows on its head, and so we had to like pull it off. <laughs> yeah, it it was bad. It was. Yeah, we were not good campers that day. We we've learned a lot in our we lives. Did. That was that is still my profile picture is uh my dog sitting by the campfire at Astig Island uh, for Facebook. That was 17 years ago this fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe I should change my Facebook picture. <laughs> That's funny. Uh we were just talking to our good friend maddie from patreon she's talking about all this awesome stuff she's posted on instagram for us and i was like hmm i have to figure out how to get on that instagram <laughs> you can make a profile picture that's only 10 years old Ooh. well no I, i'll just do a new one now i just won't change it for 18 years so steve is one of the things that keeps you up at night just trying to figure out how to log on to instagram um <laughs> it it does uh, new technology does haunt me i'm not gonna lie um, 
geologically speaking, not really. Like, do I worry about I'm not up to date on the latest geophysical techniques? No. Do I want to learn about them? Yeah, but it doesn't keep me up at night. Yeah, sometimes I I worry about like <clears throat> becoming the old curmudgeon who's like, nope, the old way works. Let's just yep. keep doing it. That oh, way. I became that curmudgeon ten years ago. But, <laughs> uh, to to a certain extent, like, are you really going to go to a site and be like, you know what? I don't trust this topo map. I'm going to make my own first, and then we're <laughs> going to start, and then we're going to make our own geolot. No, I'm not. I'm not I, there. Like, I tell you, I tell you what though, I've seen some techniques that were fads you know maybe five or six years ago and some technology that i feel like everyone jumped on and we're seeing now that it makes it it, one doesn't help and two i don't know we haven't found the way to use it properly but everyone used it was like let's can you give an example without diamond anybody out no no. <laughs> so anyway, if you say anything at all, we'll know who it is. Is that, is that yeah. what you're saying? Okay. But um, but yeah, yeah. I I, I don't want to become a, but it, part of it is just like you, you find what works. I don't know. Well, that's I, why we're scientists. You got you gotta you have to try it, test yeah. it. Is it repeatable? If it's repeatable, then okay. But if it's repeatable crap then you're just repeating crap if you're repeating something that that gives you good data that's very useful then okay then that's repeatable and that's worth something just because it's repeatable and it's not good doesn't mean it's good data no exactly i i think we don't do enough with like telling people what doesn't work that that is true, but that's a little a lot. Are you are you little, referring a lot to less sexy? Like, yeah, hey, look at all these experiments I did. That I, w- I did. Terribly. I was just thinking, like, if repeating crap uh, was the goal, I'd be a world-renowned scientist. <laughs> the Nobel Prize for repeating <laughs> crap goes to the number of times I've run stuff and just been like, "Well, this doesn't work." Yeah, that was pretty much your dissertation was how not to do a dissertation, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can... I feel like that's everyone's dissertation. I did this and it didn't work. I did this and it didn't work. I did this and it didn't work. But <laughs> oh, you want to talk about pollen? Okay. Yeah. Uh... And I could hear people just clicking the stop button right now. And then... <laughs> um, I'm sorry if you... no, I the technology. So in class last week, I I said something. And a student made a comment and I was like, oh, yep. And I said something else. Like, I think I made a joke. He's like, no, no. Like the, the TikTok joke. And I was like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, you know, the joke on TikTok. I go, look, I'm, I'm 40 years old. I don't, I have no idea. I'm not on TikTok. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm a pretty (laughs) online person, but it is rapidly passing me by the fact that you just said you're a pretty online person means you're probably not yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know i am i am on the internet man i i go on i log on to my aol account every day (laughs) you've got mail (laughs) (laughs) i'm almost running out of cds so (laughs) after that happens i won't be able to log on the internet anymore (laughs) oh all right but uh seriously what what keeps me up at night um keeping up with technology does bother me it doesn't keep me up at night what keeps me up at night 
And I, and I I want to say this is geologically re- related, but it might be more astrophysics. It's perfect meteorites. Oh. You know, so you worried and, you're going to be like that sec the second person get taken out by a me- uh a meteor. No, no, was she in Georgia? There's one person that died from a, I want to say Alabama or Georgia. Alabama, I think it was Alabama. Though. Um, did but, this person die or no? No, no, no. she She's just got, got hit in the, the leg. Yeah. yeah, and that's the only person who ever got hit by. Yep. And there's a car. It was like a Chevy Nova that got hit. I know that was in New York. Yeah, and that was worth a lot of money. The, they sold it for a 90s. lot of money. Um, yeah. no, no. What I'm saying is, um, and and it's it's gonna sound weird, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lay out the scenario for you. Yeah, let me hear. It's a meteorite impact that impacts the world where I don't die, my family doesn't die, but now the world's in chaos and I have to like like post-apocalyptic fight yeah, for point. my family's scenario. That's because, that's yeah. what keeps me up at night. That's, if that's you... the plot of the movie Greenland. Oh, did I just steal what you were going to say? Uh, I haven't seen the movie Greenland. I started it like four times, and I I haven't made it past the point where they like get picked to go oh, somewhere. It's it's a good one. Like you can just fast forward. They do a lot of talking. Just okay. I, I I watched it the other day to try and I was looking for like meteorite scenes or comet or whatever it is, and I was just fast forward and past. Uh, there's a lot of talking, and but let me that, tell you, I still got the gist of the movie. Right. That that's my worry though, is that like I'm gonna have to like fight for a can of soup in the grocery store or like you know <laughs> we yeah. went through a, a, a micro version of this with the pandemic, like okay, man, like all right, I don't have any toilet paper. That that I'm not worried about. Yeah. But I, I was sweating find... bullets with that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dude, first of all, most of the world doesn't use toilet paper, but most Hope you have good hand sanitizer. That or just wash your hands, man. Yes, <laughs> but but you uh, you do have a good point because with when COVID hit, it was like we barely got out of that thing, and that was could have been a lot worse. I wouldn't say barely got out. I actually, yeah, but that's my my that's my like uh, Walking Dead type scenario where like I have to fend for my fa- that's yeah, what keeps it, me up at night. If you if something happens where like the power grid goes out, yeah, like for an extended amount of time, we all know now it's going to be chaos. It's going to be just you're you're gonna people are gonna lose their minds, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're gonna see looting. It's like it's like that's the one thing I learned the last couple years. Like people are just waiting for a chance to to loot and to like you know cause you know, all sorts of disruptions. It's it's crazy. And if there's something that like severely impacts the infrastructure or, you know, something like that, people are going to lose their friggin' minds. Mm-hmm. And and I wouldn't mind hoarding a little bit, like keeping some, like I keep a little bit of water on hand, first aid kit on hand, like, like that, like basic stuff. Like I'm good for like two days. Um, But I, what I'm not willing to do is hoard for like, months or years first of all i don't have the income second of all um i'm not i don't know if i have the wherewithal to 
defend my homestead with force. Well, I mean, <laughs> that, that was going to be my next question. I was going to ask you, how many guns do you have? <laughs> exactly. Like that. That's where I'm at. Like I'm some sort of like, you know, full disclosure. I've never fired a gun in my life. You've never oh. fired a gun in your life. Really? Wow. Never. You've never been to a shooting range. Never. That's impressive. Wow. I've never been to a shooting range, but I've fired many guns. <laughs> oh, I had. I've only fired a gun a couple times, but uh, I've been out like shooting clay pigeon. That was so much fun. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I'm I'm sure. Yeah. And, yeah. Clay and, pigeon is is a good time. I have lots of family members who are avid hunters and things like that. It's just it was something I never got into, and uh, you know that that. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I I often think, and I, I think to a large extent, and that this is you know a lot of these maybe survivalist folks think this. Like, I I think people overestimate their ability to one survive and two. Yes, they definitely do. They deal with these do. things. Like you see, like during the pandemic, like the run on toilet paper, like how poorly people deal with any sort of thing. And to some extent in the, to get back to Greenland, which look, it's, it's an all right movie. I'm not going to besmirch. I like Gerard Butler and the other folks who were in it were fine. Um, But they do. The one thing they kind of get right, I think is like when they, when there's a recognition that like there's, so it's like a extinction level event comet or asteroid, I don't know, impact or boloid coming towards Earth, they they do show like society breaking down almost instantly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I sometimes I think Steve, like we live in a very uh densely populated area. Like ah we're especially if it's like a zombie apocalypse, we're done for. There's yeah, no yeah. it's just there's too many people. We're, we're, I was, we've, I've also just watched The Last of Us, which, whew, I haven't seen it. I heard it's good. Uh, yeah. So I'm in, but, on, I'm in on that. But so that, yeah, that's my fear. My fear is some sort of like, I guess Yellowstone exploding would, would fall into that same category of like big disruption of the food chain, big disruption would- of, like yeah that would be that that's an interesting example because like it's it's one of those where like it's both instant and uh drawn out because like the event itself is sort of like huge and instant and like everywhere but its effects or the like the really major effects they'll take a year two years years or, years or even decades yeah before you know things really start falling apart and I, you know, maybe they wouldn't. Maybe I am an optimist. Maybe we would. No, maybe they out. wouldn't. But like, even yeah. the war in Ukraine threw off food train, food. Oh my gosh, chain stuff for a lot of the the world as well. And that was one country in Western and, Europe. And 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 you know, a lot of it. You know, not to get too far afield here, um, but a lot of it we don't even like hear about <clears throat> the the amount of of food insecurity now in Africa because a lot of the wheat was shipped to Africa um, because uh, Ukraine grows an enormous amount of wheat and there's sort of there's a history there of you know you could go back to the 30s when 
when Stalin sort of took all of the wheat from the Ukraine and it 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 was imposed a famine on on Ukraine itself. Um, it, it, you know, it's it, sometimes we don't necessarily see these impacts because they're a little more. I don't know. They're not in our worldview, which yeah. is a bad thing. It is, but it like to. I th- I think the one thing that that maybe keeps me up at night to, to build on Yellowstone, unless you want to say something about Yellowstone, Chris. Yellowstone doesn't keep me up at night. Also, it's I'm not too I'm not Woody Harrelson from 2012 I mean, shouting on the edge of the crater. I, I'm not worried about Yellowstone. I, I'm not really worried about Yellowstone. But however, but I, the idea, Yellowstone the, erupts I, every like I get what you're six saying. Six to eight hundred thousand years, and it erupted. 600,000 years ago. Well, let's, yeah. seven seven forty. I think, was last time. Was the, the, oh, the God. My, my worry just over, went up. Was it 740? It's 640. 640,000. My, so my, fan, my fan duel odds just went up. Three. <laughs> there's three eruptions in the past two million years, right? Huckleberry Ridge. Yeah. Um, and the other two. Oh, that was the big one. It's like so 2.4, 1.3, and 640, yeah. maybe. 640 does sound better than maybe I'm thinking I'm thinking of the magnet. I thought it was 600. 640. I'm thinking of the last magnetic reversal. Sorry. Um, also something that does yeah, not. So 2.1, 1.3, and 640. <laughs> yeah. Patreon right. Maddie, who lives in Yellowstone, she'll be our eyes on the ground. Just uh, send us a message every five minutes, and if we don't hear from you, we'll assume <laughs> we'll get some sort of Woody Harrelson uh, Winnebago equipped. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a, a, a dead man's trigger or whatever. Yeah, they with call uh, it. AM radio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, volcano or bison goring. She said so. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> it's one or the other. Yep. And uh, um, all right. So, what does keep you up at night? So uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. It should, and it it's it does when I think about it. But I don't know. And maybe this is part of the problem. I don't think about it. It's not like it. I think about it every day. But I do think sort of the idea of these the the slow burn that you grow complacent to. You know, like when I think about climate change and and seeing seeing some crazy weather that happens. That that's likely affected by the changing climate. It makes me nervous. It, ma- it makes me more nervous for my kids, right? And and the world they're sort of coming into, and whether or not we can adapt to, you know, changing climate, how we grow our food and whatnot, and so on, and maybe having these extreme weather events, you know causing wreaking havoc it's it it doesn't keep me up at night but maybe it should well you know, i mean we're, we're the we're the frog in the pot right the but circling the back Pierce to the, line. the gaia hypothesis oh, of our oh. podcast um my question is is this the earth's way of like yeah picking us out straighten us out like to be like hey um yeah you're you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing so now we're gonna make life terrible for you to the point where 
your population drops. So this was from July 11th of 2022. So the episode 143, the Gaia Gaia hypothesis, we talked about how, you know, earth kind of balances itself out. Like the earth is almost like a living organism. Well, and, and like, you know, part of it, not necessarily the Gaia hypothesis, but one of these ideas about, you know, the, the impact of one thing leading to a, sort of cascade of effects. So I'm I'm reading a book right now about the Black Death, light reading. Yeah. Pretty, pretty uplifting, right? Yeah. And um I'm blanking I think it's called the Third Horseman. But it's it's one of the thing is all about <clears throat> it's the, it's the transition from the medieval warm period to the little ice age and how so in in the you know, in the 14th century, the early 14th century, the transition of the climate led to, you know, a bunch of poor crop yields. And so there was these famines and these weather events that caused like wide, widespread flooding. And, you know, in the 1310s and the, the 1320s, so that when the, the plague really struck Europe in the 1340s, it just <clears throat> the population was just decimated, and so they're they're sort of connected, and that that's kind of I, I sort of worry about things like that where like I'm not saying you know climate change isn't going to wipe us out, but it's certainly not helping. No, and so no. like when you when you get things in tandem like that, and that's the Yellowstone idea. Like if it, if it did erupt. You know the vol the volcanic eruption itself wouldn't cause. You I mean if if you're Maddie, it was nice knowing you, and the rest of the people sort of. Sorry, it, Maddie, we love you. Yeah, big fan. Uh, but if you're in Wy- you know Wyoming or Montana or whatnot, like yeah, suck, it sucks to be you. But like she gone in uh, you know us here in Pennsylvania or Chris down in Georgia, we'd be fine. Like we'd be fine. Not not a not a problem from the eruption itself but it's you know these the effects afterwards and i was talking about earthquakes today in my class that was sort of the idea is that like the shaking itself won't kill you it's all of the 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 hazards that from the shaking the the collapsed buildings and the the building coming down on you or the fires all the ruptured gas line human stuff it's all the infrastructure breaking down if you're in an earthquake if you're in a grass field or an earthquake you're going to be fine you rupture a gas line too and everything catches fire chances are you've ruptured water lines that are now no longer functioning. Do you know the story? I was trying to relay the story today, and I don't remember it. I need to reread it or relook into it. And I think it was like the the fire commissioner or someone in San Francisco in in, 18, in 1904, 1905. It was like right before the earthquake in 1906. Went to went to the city planners or the council yeah. or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where it they rings wanted... a bell. We talked about this during the podcast. I Pro- don't remember. Yeah. There was something. Yeah, he was saying like, "Dude, we're not." It was like he was like, it, "The system, like, we're not ready for this." Or yeah, the the water system, the water system worked by pumps pressurizing, and a lot of cities this is how it works. Your your water pumps are pressurized. Your your water lines are pressurized by plump pumps. And he was saying, if there's an earthquake, 
you know, if one pump or one main fails, the whole system loses pressure. So mm-hmm. he wanted to build water towers on the hills. That's right. Yeah. To gravity feed all of the, the mains. Yeah. So that so if, if one broke, you're still, still going to pressurize. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, of course, they did not implement that system as we see. Uh, the result well, of the earthquake. No, and and interestingly enough, you're uh, in urban environments that used to be a major fireproofing system as well, where a bunch of big tall buildings had water towers on top for their sprinkler systems, and now they do not. Huh. I mean, obviously, there's a, a lot more redundancies and things like that for an automation of. Of like if there's a water main break over here, there's automated things that shut that off to isolate that. So, but yes, that used to be a, a mainstay of like, hey, you have a big building, okay, you need to have a sprinkler system, which means you need to have this water tank sitting on top of your roof, which needed to be maintained to make sure it didn't leak, like all all the things. And then they figured out like, okay, well, we could just hook it up to the municipal water system and. But that's what that you'll way. see on, on even on skyscrapers today on the corners. Sometimes you'll see the the pipe connections because the, the fire department can yes. hook up the stand pipes to the. Yep. <laughs> Is that what, what keeps you for? up at night, Chris? I always wonder what that I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I never. <laughs> what keeps me up? You know, I had uh, a couple years ago. You're talking well, you're talking about like um intense weather events uh a couple years ago i was in hang Alabama. on one second chris i just want to ask one quick question uh, is that? that bed behind you level is the bed behind me level <laughs> they have the level <laughs> yes sorry uh, for those of you who are just listening to the podcast chris has a bed behind him in his office and he has a level on it <laughs> which uh, i didn't really understand close enough it's close enough close enough sorry Carry on. All right. So what keeps you up at night? Sorry, buddy. Um, I had a close call with a tornado in Alabama once. Ooh. And uh, that was, I would tell you what, that was uh, the most vulnerable I've ever felt in my life because there's nothing you can do. And it's just, just like, man, I hope this thing doesn't, you know, doesn't land on, on the house that I'm in right now. So that was. That was it was super eerie. That's uh, and I, obviously I was fine, um, but yeah, it was just super eerie hearing those tornado sirens going off. And and uh, the tornado actually wasn't. I actually saw the tornado. Uh, uh, it was further down this field away from me, but it was just like, oh my god! It was a, it was a little. It wasn't like you know a monster, but it it was enough to kind of scare the crap out of you. But. Um, that was that was uh that was really scary just knowing that you're not in control and it's just kind of like well see where this goes you know you just kind of gotta gotta ride it out you know there's 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 nothing you can do and it's a that's a it was a really like i said it's the most vulnerable i ever felt in my life and just really really scary situation um you know i've read uh read a lot about you know my uh storms affect the coast and and uh and that never want to ride a ride an intense hurricane out i think you hear about these people that do this like in florida that have these like hurricane parties and just like ride it out 
that's crazy. It's just it's absolute lunacy, and it's just you. Um, you know, there's stories in um that in that the, I don't have much problem with. Riding out the hurricane. If you're gonna ride out the hurricane, that's but you're fine. not just riding out the hurricane. But you need to like somehow indicate that I am I'm immune from any sort of emergency yeah. response. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't want some dude in a helicopter coming out because I'm an idiot and try to ride out a hurricane. I want some sort of what? like umbrella thing that says like we're all willing to die here. Nobody come and save us. I don't care what the scenario is. We all chose to die here. Then I'm okay with it. I think otherwise, it's like you're in college. Just put a sock on your doorknob. Nobody comes in. <laughs> <laughs> they've they've started to do that more and more. I know in Jersey, like it started with Sandy too, when they were giving evacuation orders. At some point, they've said like, if you don't, this is a mandatory evacuation. If you don't evacuate, you are on your own until this is over. Right. Like no one will come to help you. Yeah. I don't yeah. want somebody come try to save me because I decided to ride it out. I'm okay. Like I, I'm, you know, like the grandma in Dante's peak. Oh, she drives me crazy. Right. Yeah. She's so. the worst. She's the worst. She's the villain. That's <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's correct. But, uh, that, that was episode 147 for anybody who's listening. <laughs> September of 2022. Uh, Dante's Pete, but um, yeah, she is a villain. Um, well, I was just gonna say there's uh, there's stories of uh, when Katrina hit New Orleans, people uh, were you know, for whatever reason weren't able to evacuate, or you know, they uh, uh let's see, I hope I don't screw the number up. I believe it's uh, they had a 75% evacuation rate in New uh. New Orleans uh, when Katrina hit, and that was considered a, a success. So there's, there's, there's always just going to be a certain amount of people that just can't, can't leave. For... I mean, that's in, in New Orleans was sort of a, a little bit of a, a special case too, where like, yeah, some of it is just stubbornness, and some of it is yeah, people have no means to leave. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If, like, if you don't have a car. Yeah. And they say, all right, you got to leave. And there's, you know, yeah, like where, where am I supposed to go? Yeah. Where and, am I supposed to go? And- yeah. And listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to caveat this with, I'm fairly dead inside when it comes to pets, but there, there were some people who were like, oh, I could evacuate to the shelter, but they don't take pets. So I'm just going to stay at my home with my cat. And it's like. Listen, I understand that you love your animal. Your animal is extremely important to you. But then you you have to figure out some other way. Like like the fact that some sort of emergency response has to come out to get you now because you weren't willing to leave you and your cat or your hamster or wh- whatever it was. Like it, it it that's where I draw the line of like you need to f- figure something else out. Yeah. Am I saying we should all like just, you know, tie weights to our cats? And <laughs> I feel like you're uh, alienating a lot of people right I now. I know. I'm going to a dark place. What I'm saying is like, figure out, like, first of all, animals are extremely adaptive. You put your cat outside in a hurricane, chances are that cat's probably going to do better than you are. 
Oh my, the cat's going to live like a king for the two weeks right? that you're gone. Yeah, like living off of fish and whatever, but like corpses. Like, like that cat can climb a tree a lot faster than I can. Too dark. <laughs> too dark. Too dark. Yeah. A little too I like dark it. There. Let's leave it in. Yeah. Chris is going to need his whiteboard back in a minute. Like, oh, no, got to cut Jesse out of this time. They're, but, um, okay. but that's, uh, you know, that the, 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 things that people sometimes like oh you know i can't i can't leave my stamp collection like no man like you you, you need to leave these things or this you need you need to evacuate you need to get i've been collecting these beanie babies for 25 oh, years and you expect me to leave them beanie babies peaked 20 years ago buddy they're never going to peak again that's why you put them in watertight containers any <laughs> of us that have have that get water in their basement like i do you know that you keep your if you're keeping stuff in here, you keep it in watertight containers. I I do remember like, and like I, I don't maybe I don't want to tell this story about people dying. We're already in a dark place. Well, after what you just said, it can't be any worse than that. So no, it's <laughs> I mean it's pretty. I mean it's bad. It's just like the uh, people make poor decisions, and there there are moments too like. If you've lived through natural disasters and, and, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's me. I'm, I'm a pretty rational guy. I'm also a pretty worry, worrisome fella, but like, there are moments when you're like, like you were saying, Chris, like, oh, oh shit. Like every, nothing, everything's out of my hand right now. I'm just kind of like, can't really do much more, but hold on. Yeah. And like, hope for the best. I think every natural disaster, it kind of gets to gets to a point like that. You know, I think uh, you just you realize like, oh, like there's no turning back. Like this is, you know, this yeah. is it. You just got to see you got to see how this, uh, you know, how this pans out. Yeah. It's... Um, yeah. The, the, the scary ones, the what I say, well, I'm afraid like this, the least scary ones would be something where, you know, like. Uh, I'm wondering, like maybe like an earth. Well, earthquakes are there's obviously scary elements to it, but at least the actual earthquake itself is over in like a minute or two, unless you have a tsunami, and then that's when it's like that's well, that's yeah. That's, <laughs> I would I would say a, a volcano to me, like one, you should know you're living near a volcano. Yeah. And two, like they usually uh, give us a, they give paracutine. Yeah, Paracutine. Yeah, if you see ash, and I don't smoke. think anyone died from that one. It was just that poor yeah. farmer lost his yeah. field. Lost his field. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, they give us a lot of warning too. You see yeah. ash shooting out of the ground. I don't know. Get out of there. Yeah. I'm walk away. Yeah. <laughs> know when to fold them. Yeah. Don't don't That's... be that woman from Dante's Peak. Switch one. Back. The grandma. Oh yeah. This mountain never hurt me. Yeah, until it kills. Not you. yet. Yeah, until it, well, <laughs> then you. Spoiler alert! You're gonna and die. The mountain, the mountain didn't even kill her. It was her. It was her. It, people do dumb things and sh- make dumb decisions. She jumped in the lake. It didn't even help him. She didn't even push the boat or anything. Right. They would have made yeah. it to the dock. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. She gets my goat. Right. She's <laughs> the worst. <laughs> it's like uh leo not being able to fit on the door in the titanic he could have fit there here's the thing they could have both feel, lived. 
No, I feel like she would have died of exposure too. Let's face it. It was what, what the water was what? 34 degrees or something insane and yes, they both could have floated on it and died together. Yeah. Happy ending. <laughs> Entombed in ice. They became a part of the iceberg. Uh tsunamis are are scary. I don't know water. Water is maybe maybe I'm just afraid of water. Uh, no, what about, tsunamis I mean, are terrifying. Like if you're yeah. in, like if you're in Florida, let's say, and you get a tsunami uh, warning, where do you go? Awful. Like there is no <laughs> up in Florida, Georgia. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I guess. But like <laughs> but if, you you're go, my, if you're in Miami, part of Georgia that's, that's sixteen up hours away. Florida. Yeah, the part of Georgia that's up from Florida is several hours of a drive away. Like it's not. Like- <laughs> but, but seriously, if you're in like the the Keys of Florida, yeah, you're you're like a day of driving away from high ground. You you get you get on your fan boat. I guess you got to get in a boat. Yeah, like what what else would you go in do? a boat? Yeah, go in a boat and go out to the go on the water. Yeah. I, you got the deep water as fast as you can, but uh, this is not everyone. I'm never going back to Florida. I'm terrified. I was just going to say that's you know, d- there's no need to go there. And I was going to say there, it's a, a kind of a passive margin, but to the south, it's not. No, yeah, the, the 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 what is the Antilles Trench right there north of Puerto right. Rico? I mean that that could trigger some, yeah, stuff. I mean, you're gonna. If you listen to our most recent episode on yeah. tsunamis, right? Um, yeah, you, I which was episode one fifty seven. Yeah, there. I mean, the idea of like moving water, like just barreling things, and this is why people die in 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 flash floods all the time, is because. Oftentimes they think, you know, the, the water doesn't look that deep or it's, it might not be that deep, but shoot, it'll barrel you over. Yeah. People, people, um, try and drive uh, through it. I, I did that five years ago. God, what are you doing? You know, it it was three inches deep and I drive a civic and I'm like, all right, well, like, come on, I, I can do this. (laughs) I still sweep you up. It was three inches the car and move it. Three inches, and I'm driving through it, and I was like, "Boop!" My back end just scooted over, like, yeah. And I floored it, and luckily, I was okay. But I was like, like literally, like one more inch, and I would have been down that creek. I mean, I don't think I would have died or anything, but it was like, would have been a bad day. That's what happened. Like they get your cars get picked up off the road and if, especially cause it's usually a Creek nearby and they get like trapped in the Creek. And if the water rises, yep. you get, you get pinned and, uh, turn around what, what they're there. They have a saying like turn back, stay alive or something or yeah. Every turn. now and then it gets a little bit harder. To That's what you sing that in your head every time. Around bright eyes. You know, if if only there was some kind of way we could keep all these natural disasters organized. We can. You know yeah. why? <laughs> because nice. we have the formatting formula to keep us on track here. So we'd like to thank our sponsor, Formatting Formula, for our wonderful 
word document formatting needs uh anything from <clears throat> doing little tiny edits embedding figures uh changing your headers footers um, to actually customizing your toolbars which they can do for you they have videos on youtube uh youtube forward slash c forward slash formatting formula or you can go to youtube or i'm sorry you can go to formattingformula.com tell them the geology flannel cast sends you and you'll be on your way um, they've helped me with my thesis, helped many, many, many others from the Geology Flannel Cast with things. So, uh, but make sure you tell them the Geology Flannel Cast sent you. Thanks, Thank Chris. You very much. For a wonderful segue. There you go. Um, you know, I was just talking about uh, just, just formatting Word day. documents. Format that that's what keeps me up at night is formatting Word documents. Let's well, you don't honest. have to keep, stay up anymore. Take I some, don't have. You're right. You're right. I, take some melatonin and call the formatting formula. You'll be all right. Yeah. So I was just talking the other day about um, the the um, the lahar that hit the town of Armero, Colombia. Yeah. We did that an episode on that, that one. A little nuts. Yeah. 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 And um, what was? It? Am I remembering the story correctly? Where? By the, they, the the whole thing was just a, one communication breakdown after another, in terms of just different levels of government not communicating with each other about yes. the danger. And then when they finally relayed the message to the the mayor, while they were on the phone with him, the lahar took him out. Right? There was yeah. there was something like he was saying like, it, "Oh, it, everything's it was, everything's fine. It was, everything's it was fine." Something Click. like that. Yeah. It was. It was like. The middle of the night, too. Right? Yeah, so like three a.m. and yeah. like thirty-five thousand people died. I think something. Yeah, twenty-eight, twenty-nine thousand. It was yeah. The town town was like thirty thousand people. Twenty thousand people died, or something like well, that. Yeah. Two thirds of the town died. Uh, but that's got to be uh, that's well, it's you know mud basically that that thick slurry. It's not even uh, uh, like hot concrete. Yeah, flooding your hot, house. I always wonder how hot is. I mean, like by the time you got uh, the the lahar, probably uh, the. I think it's like a hundred degrees or so. I don't think it's like scold, like you know. No, it's not like scold the Louis no, Ardent. Yeah, no, it it can be. Yeah, it doesn't have to be even that yeah, hot. It, no, it it can just be like melted glacier. It can be cold, yeah. but it's just dense from all the ash and the mud and. Yeah, and the scary thing with that, you can't swim in that stuff. No, you're you're like imagine trying to swim in jello, I guess. I mean, and the, yeah. And that's one of the things about like uh, a tsunami too is like you think oh it's it's a surge of water, you know, it's coming from the ocean and it's fine. But as soon as it hits like a populated place, like it's just picking up everything. And yeah, and yeah. mud and dirt included, but like it's carrying cars and, and trucks and, yeah, and yeah. boats and yeah, it's it's the debris in it that that gets you. I was just watching some footage uh, from the 2011 tsunami in Japan, and that water picked up buildings. It just ripped yeah. off the foundation, and buildings were just getting moved down the street. It was just just wild, you know. You know that that's another one. You watch that video. Um, well, there's this one video that I was watching. People were just on this rooftop of this building, and you're just like sitting there, like oh, I guess I got to ride this out. You know, I mean, it must have been horrifying. Just like you know, how much water is going to come in here, and you know what's going to happen, and then you know, geez, what do you, what do you do after after the water recedes? What do you do? You know, it's like 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, the water recedes and then it comes back again. And then like, do you know that? Like, like yeah, how I mean, long do you have to wait before you can get off that rooftop? That is a good, like, that's an easy topic for the whole entire planet to know. That if tsunami it- comes in, it goes out. Chances are it's coming back. The whole planet should listen to episode 156. <laughs> but but seriously, I mean, like, that's... Uh, well, especially I, if you lived on the island of Japan. Like, you should know. Like, that should just be part of your curriculum as a five-year-old. And I think they do. I, they, they were, you know, oh, yeah. they knew to get to higher ground. That's one thing I stress a lot, too. Like, you know, we're with these hazards that we have, like, you're not going to get rid of them. You're not going to stop a volcano or an earthquake or whatever. But you can mitigate or reduce the risk. And the the easiest way to do that is educating the population, telling them what one to do. podcast at a time. That's all I'm saying. We've already done the legwork for seriously. How many thousands of lives have we saved? The governments, all <laughs> the governments of the world, we've done their work. <laughs> oh, I want to hear answer us play the questions that no one else dares to touch. Yeah, yeah. Nobel wanna... Peace Prize. Here we come. That's what you want to hear when you hear like the tornado siren, and then it's us over a loudspeaker playing. <laughs> Get people, to shelter! People are just running towards the tornado. No, stop! <laughs> oh, good times! All right, so let's, we should let's go around. If there's one one natural disaster. That scares the bejesus out of you. What what would it be? Asteroid hit. That's that's the scary one. That's because that's the one that's like. Yeah, that might be. I, mean, t- be, that, can't, that, I don't think you can top that one. No, that's the world ender right there. Like, shoof. yeah, er- and, earthquake, super volcano, uh, tsunami. There's nothing really that can kill the planet. I mean, I guess if you had an asteroid hit that hit the ocean. That technically the tsunami would kill you, but it wouldn't do in the whole place. If you that's just the wrong place at the wrong time, like a regular tsunami. I guess, yeah. Yeah. And then if you do manage to it's almost like I always think like if there's if there is an asteroid that that hits the earth, you want that thing to hit you on the head. You want to be like, like I said, I, I'm just, I'm yeah. not nervous about dying from it. I'm nervous about not dying from it. Yeah, yeah. And then having uh, to survive you, it. If you manage to, you know, stay alive, and then you know, you're basically dealing with nuclear winter, you know, mm-hmm. or you got to wait for all that dust to settle out, and then, geez, and then depending on how bad it is, when I was just reading, or I had a story about this with uh, the Chicxulub, it kicked up so much. Um, oh, geez, what are those called? The um, tectites. Tectites. Yeah. When the tectites were re-entered, yeah. So it kicked up. In case you don't know, for the listeners, if you don't know what that is. It's all this base. Uh, it's the 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 impactor hits the earth and it melts whatever soil and rock whatever on the at the impactor site, and this molten material gets kicked out. Sometimes it leaves Earth's atmosphere, but it comes back in. And there were so many of these tectites that were re-entering the Earth's atmosphere at the same time. It warmed up parts of the surface of the Earth to be four hundred degrees. So mm-hmm. there are dinosaurs that were getting like it's the same thing as like putting them in a pizza oven, you know. And they're oh, just I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, that Seems... sounds horrendous. It sounds bad. Sounds yeah. delicious. 
Yeah. Well, I, I always wonder- said, if, you know, we know how good, like, you know, barbecue chicken is. Imagine how good a bar- barbecue tyrannosaur would be. They're like the it- same lineage, you know? That's a good point. It is and there's point. a lot more, too. Mm. Mm. Like, do you think, like, if, like, Velociraptor, Velociraptors are pretty much just angry turkeys. If they so, were around, would we have raptors for Thanksgiving? That's so yeah. Latin for Velociraptors. Angry turkey. Angry turkey. <laughs> ah, so it would just be one big feast after the the asteroid hit. That's how the mammals came to rise. Yeah. We just had one big uh, nickel wing night, and uh, we were on it. That's that's why I love barbecue so much. It's just <laughs> in my DNA. <laughs> Thanks, Chicksalube. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Glad to well, know it comes yeah. back to science. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean... Ultimately, I'm I'm gonna sleep fine. I I don't know an impactor. I, it's sort of situation dependent too. All right, well let me throw this little thing out there. The scariest would be if you know it coming like two years in advance. That's what I was just gonna say. It, yeah. Uh, if if the government finds out it's coming and it's coming would in they, two years, would they even tell us? Do you want to be told? No, I don't think the government tells you. I don't even think they tell you. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd want to head start. I feel like I'd then I'd come and become a like head start a, to go where to start building your I don't bunker. Know. Like, yeah, maybe a big bunker. <laughs> and, I'd find an old coal mine and but live in all it. of a sudden, <laughs> every, you and everybody if whole, else. If the whole planet gets a head start, then all of a sudden, yeah, you have chaos for two I, years. Everyone's you, just digging if, holes. I, I agree. They have to tell you us. Can't get a shovel anymore. <laughs> but I think they have to tell us like. Nah, they don't once have to tell you news, anything. Once the news leaks, like some other physicist yeah. figures it out or whatever. That's a good question. I'm gonna say it depends no. on who finds it depends on who finds it. I think if the government knows knows it first, uh this is me being crazy, crazy conspiracy theorists. Yeah, but, uh, let's get in there, Sasquatch. <laughs> no, but I don't I, I think it's in the best interest of the government not to tell not to tell the people, just to avoid the hysteria. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If if you've ever worked in, you know, for any any government entity, you know that would not stay secret for no. more than one day. No. <laughs> was, you know what? You think about that, but then they, they still haven't come out and about the, like, things like uh, the Kennedy assassination and stuff like that. They're kind of still holding on to some files about that. Yeah. No. That was, I mean, that was that was a different time, though. Everything like that they had on paper, they could lock up. And now it's all locked up, but no, I, I agree. And there's always like, there's always like stupid things of, on the paper trail that kind of, you know, yeah. slip out, you know, but, but I'm, you I'm, think- of, I'm of the mindset of if there really is nothing I can do about it, let me just live in blissful ignorance. Yeah, it's true. I mean, but what if like, uh, what if you knew like the impact itself wasn't going to do you in, wouldn't you like you're on, say it's going to hit the other side of the the earth. Sorry, Australia. Um, Good day. Yeah, talk about putting a shrimp on the Barbie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Um, it's not too soon if it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it will. It's going to be in poor taste when it does happen. But right now, but, it's just, it's, yeah. <laughs> but like, would you like? 
I think I think humans are resilient enough and like animals, certain species, mammals included, survived the last sort of extinction level event. If you knew it was going to hit, say, the other side of the world, wouldn't you become a prepper? Yes, but wouldn't everyone become a prepper, which then means nobody becomes a prepper? Yeah. yeah. Or or only the people with the biggest guns become preppers? I don't even know. They'll shoot themselves. They're dummies. (laughs) Um, They'll they'll accidentally, I don't know, shoot their foot and then they won't be able to walk. But (laughs) Those um, people know how to use the guns the best, to tell you the truth. (laughs) What's that? I think that those people know how to use the guns the best. I, I don't. I've seen people that own lots of guns, and I know that for a fact. That's not true. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, ah, uh, it depends. That's a good question. I do like ignorance is bliss. Like if we're living in a simulation, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to live in the. I don't want to. If this is the Matrix, keep me plugged in, man. Yeah, I don't want to live in a, a ship eating mush. Like I like I like my simple life. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Nope, I'm with you. Yeah, it's a real it's a real bummer. This that whole episode has been a bummer. Yeah, way to bring I'm, us down. I'm, I'm very down. But this is my fault. I came over. No, I'll be Hope, fine oh. in five minutes after we walk off. <laughs> Hope is you not got all that lost. Cube cheese you're eating right now. Everything's I know. Good, yeah. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an opt. I'm yeah, yeah, an irrational optimist. I'll be fine. Hope is uh, not lost. I mean, so if they do find a big rock coming at the Earth, and say it, it is like one of these situations where it's, you know, they they know they have several years in time. Uh, do you think that some government could get their act together or a group of governments like uh, UN or, you know, something like that can get their act together and cooperate and put something out there to try to deflect this rock in time? All, all I'm going to say is that both Steve and I have experience on drill rigs. Yes. Send so us is a- this like... Is this, are you like? Is this a, a reference to Armageddon? Is that what it is? No, I'm saying, yeah, we could we could do it. That's the worst yeah. thing you could do is put the Armageddon idea going What's up there mean? with the drill is the worst thing that you could do. Instead of one thing hitting us, what if we make a hundred things hit us? Oh, yeah. come, no, listen, physics, right? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you can't so you get, physics, you get, then you're right. You got to explain yourself. Let's say I'm Dracula. Okay. okay. Okay, here we go. This is gonna be good. Yeah. I I get a hundred little splinters in my hand. Yeah. I'm not dying. I get one stake through the heart. I'm dying. What if the splinter gets into your heart? Yeah, <laughs> except the except the split they're not really splinters, they're more like I don't know. Rocks it's like that are we- traveling fifty thousand miles an hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's the difference between like <clears throat> getting one bomb landing on you versus getting uh 50 bullets in you. <laughs> the they'll both probably do you cuz kinetic energy is mass times velocity. Yeah, and it's no, a velocity no, 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 thing no. that's really But from a planet perspective, yeah, I I guess if it's big enough, sure. But from a planet yeah. perspective, I'm thinking like I can get shot by 50 BBs. I but I can't yeah. take one bullet to the yeah, heart. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, that's 
that's that's the analogy works yes and we have am i going to be in pain and sore and not loving life yes but i can live after getting shot with 50 bbs however I can't no. take one bullet to the heart. But they got no. the they wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't blow it up. They'd be we, they, what do we, we do would... if they have enough time? You nudge All right. it. Listen, yeah, the dark Chris, Chris the is off the list of drillers. Let's yeah. go, Jesse. I'm, I'm not going. I'm, I'm not drilling. I'm not drilling a hole. I'm not. I want nothing to do with. It. <laughs> and so, I mean, this is what the Dart mission did back in November, right? It was it was trying to redirect it by running into it, which yeah. is literally how I solve my problems. Just run into him and run into it head on, bump it out of the way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I have, I have faith. Yeah, I agree. Science, we'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine. It's probably why I'm, you know, it's like I said with like climate change when I sort of think about it and the, the longer I've been in the fields, the less optimistic I am because we haven't done anything, but I, I often tell myself like we're resilient humans in the 120,000, 150,000 years we've been on this planet, but we're survivors. Yep. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I, I we haven't died yet. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, then the the whole thing with climate change the pushes now it's just it's it's not uh trying to stop it and now it's just trying to adapt that's to the it. thing but, and, yeah we're not not gonna stop it yeah gonna stop it it's, it's coming out to an adaption thing um ain't nothing gonna break up my stride ain't nothing gonna hold me down that's how i keep my optimism up i listen i picture you in my head singing got to keep it's, on moving is that culture club i'm not even sure yeah, Puff Daddy do a cover of that. He back in the uh, back in the late nineties. Anyway, um, yeah, I think uh, in terms of that, um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, we're not humans are really bad at being proactive about things, especially on a, on a large government level. You know, maybe on like you know your own personal level. You know, sure, but on a, a large government level, really, really, really bad at being proactive about stuff. And I think that's, that's, that's what the, the whole climate change thing is, is running into is just that, you know, it's kind of like people are looking at it like, you know, okay, right now it's not, you know, disaster time, uh, but you know, I don't know who knows you know what what was going to be like a hundred years from now, and it's just like what you know what 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 work can be you know no, I don't think that I think you're gonna you're gonna have a hard time getting funds to fix something that would happen a hundred years down the line, right you know yeah if it was fast, if they knew like you know okay every ten years from now this everything's gonna change ten years from now, I'm like okay good. But it's just, it's still, it's still, you know, all we do is like kind of kick the can down the road a little bit. Ah, figure it out later. We'll figure it out later. Figure it out later, you know? Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's our kid's problem. <laughs> hey, kid, sorry, don't Junior. Your, don't make your problem my problem, kid. All right? uh, that's the boomer mindset. Uh, too but topical. Hey, sorry. Little, little, little heat never. 
I mean, the dinosaurs were around. It was really hot, right? Everything's going to be fine, right? <laughs> no, uh, no polar ice when the dinosaurs were around. <laughs> well, no. Well, yeah, the mountain glaciers. All right, I was just thinking, like, well, <laughs> all right. So I was, yeah. No. <laughs> well, I said so, polar ice. I didn't say yeah, alpine. Sorry. Ice. Sorry. Come on, man. Uh, yeah. Details. I'm trying to think there was in the in where I where I grew up, the there was a fountain next to the, the water authority. And it came down off the hill and, and on the base of the fountain there was an inscription. I can't for the life of me remember. It's pretty good. It was a pretty good inscription. It was like, you know, water is a is a gift from the past, but like a challenge for the future or something. And that's sort of how I, th I think about these problems. Hmm. Like we, you know, we we've inherited this world that works for us, and uh, it's only getting more challenging into the future. I'll have to yeah. remember what that says. It's it's pretty good. When yeah, that pretty... reminded me of uh, that uh, piece of paper that was we there was a, uh, a teacher uh, that uh, all of us had me Justin Steve and he had G right we had on outside of his office he had that that uh, I don't know if he still I haven't been in his office in years we had that piece of paper uh, about that story about how. It, it had the calculation of that all water on earth at one time was dinosaur pee. <laughs> it's yeah. The, the way that the atoms disperse in water, every single drop of water today has some fraction of dinosaur pee in it or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the real natural disaster we should talk about. <laughs> yeah. Leftover wow. dinosaur pee. That's a good point. Yeah. Now, that'll keep me up at night. Yeah, that'll I'm keep in. you up at night. When you're drinking water, you're probably <laughs> drinking some dinosaur pee. Not to mention all the fish. Fish pee. There's a lot. You know, the real natural disaster is what we're doing to the oceans. If you, you want to talk about something scary, all the stuff that's been dumped into the oceans... Oh. oh, all the stuff that's been dumped everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have not been great stewards of the planet. No. However, I mean, for the longest time, the solution to pollution was dilution. Yeah, that still uh, is. It's still, <laughs> yeah, as the as the chemical leak that just happened in the greater Philadelphia region two weeks ago has shown us. Yeah, I heard about <laughs> that. Do you guys, is your water all right? You were, there yeah, was... They, it was just every every six hours we get a text like, the water is safe until 3 p.m. The water is safe until 9 p.m. Did you believe it? Test it. I, <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I imagine you, you just got out there like collecting with rain barrels. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will, I'll give PWD, the Philadelphia Water Department is actually really good. Yeah, they are. Cleaning water. They're they're pretty. Was it some kind of vinyl chloride? Yeah, it was uh, no, it was um, latex. It was a latex finisher. So. Yeah, which doesn't even have a maximum concentration level listed yeah. by the EPA. So, 
so it, was a, it was a little bit of a kind of like oh the water's safe to drink like okay but the epa hasn't even considered what is safe to drink so yeah that's yeah um yeah. so it was a little bit of a you know but probably there's not so many pretty... there's so many there's chemicals industrial chemicals and stuff like that that are out there that there's that's not on the epa list there's just there's just too many you can't you can't keep track of that stuff or maybe you could but i don't know um and there's no there's no limit for PFAS right now, right? Uh, trying, the EPA just proposed yeah. the MCL of four parts per trillion. Yeah, what, what parts is PFAS per trillion per floral alkyl substances? So when there's like forever, yes, thing for, what's sure the, is chemical. It's a forever what? chemical that's still being produced, still approved for coatings and like it's on the fast food wrappers it's on your teflon pans it's on everything but so your none, blood. Of, none of it's been uh disapproved for any of those things but now you can't have it in drinking water up to four parts per trillion but they find it in like polar bears like it's say, everywhere yeah. <laughs> yeah you go to like antarctic ice and they find it yeah so oh, it's now, this is even places without polar night. bears like antarctica yeah. And don't get me wrong, I you know I live in or I work in the state of Delaware, and Dupont essentially created PFAS with Teflon <laughs> in the '30s, but um, it's been around since the '30s, 20, maybe even '20s. Um, so it's PC. It- just to let you know, PCBs were eliminated. You weren't allowed to manufacture PCBs anymore as of like 1978, and we still mm-hmm. find it all over the place. And you, you there's still, still a lot. There's still like a lot of countries that, that haven't outlawed PCBs either. Uh, but even in the United States, like you know, it it hasn't been here since the 70s, and it's here because it's one of those persistent oh, bioaccumulative. Yeah, and that's down. why, like, you see every once in a while, like uh, along the um, I just know along the East Coast, you see these these dead dolphins washing up. And they'll get a wave of these dead dolphins, and, and they're they're testing hot for they're loaded with PCBs. And yeah, it's that's like, my where, that's my bad. Where like, where is this coming from? They're in Virginia, they have a problem with that. Just these dead dolphins just washing up, and they're just yeah. And and PCBs some of it's PCB, some of it's shipping, some of it, you know. It, but e- either way, my my point is, yes, I guess that keeps me up at night as well too. These forever chemicals, but yeah, uh, the the what I'm saying is PCBs were banned in the 70s, and it's still an issue today. Yeah. The PFAS hasn't been banned yet. So, yeah, well, we, well, what ends up happening is they end up banning this stuff. And they say, okay, we're going to use something else. They slightly change the, you know, how yes. the molecular, yeah. whatever. The L- like BPA and BPA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I've heard like, you know, the BPA, okay, they're either getting that out, but what they, they use BPF or I don't know, some other. And it's like the new thing they use might just be even worse for you, you know? But you should use glass. Silica. Silica never hurt no one unless mm. you breathe it in, in which case you <laughs> and then you die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, PFAS, we have terrible PFAS. Part of our groundwater intersects an old uh, naval air station where they would do um, uh, training. A triple F. Oh, we talk up in Willowgrove. Aqueous yeah. firefighting foam. Yeah, they would just, and they would just dumping foam all over those runways and it just right into the ground 
Yeah. They had no. So anyway. Yeah, that's I changed my mind. That's the one that that yeah, it's what we've done to the earth. That's the <laughs> that's what keeps you up at night. That's the scary one. Yeah, because you like you go crazy like thinking of like I mean, rightfully so, like stuff that and you're exposed to this stuff and you have no idea. Yeah. That's yeah. The worst type of silent but deadly. Which gets <laughs> no comment. <laughs> it gets us uh, back to radon and uh, yeah, other things. Anywho, uh, radon was episode. Hang on, shoot, episode one fifty four. I tell you, I wanted to talk to you all about it, but we can talk. We'll talk later. Maybe we'll save it for a different episode about radon. Got a little story about it. Nice. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Consider yeah. me the, excited. The, the Patreon extra. There you go. All right. Well, thanks, well, everybody. Now you know what keeps us up at night, and apparently it's more than one thing. Yeah. <laughs> I I was sleeping fine until yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. Just going to need an extra beer and some melatonin tonight. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm, boy. A, I'm oh. a warrior. I'm a warrior, too. Can yeah. I... Can we change things up? Can I can I recommend a song to go out? Yeah. There? Oh, geez, Louise. Yeah. yeah. Do it. It's the end of the world as we know it by R.E.M. Oh, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> That's what keeps me up at night is having to think of these songs. It's but I feel fine. You. <laughs> no, that's you. definitely Seminac, and I feel fine. <laughs> yeah. It's the end of the world as I know it. I, I'm fine. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, what a classic. All right. Yeah. All right. Where is it going? Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Patreons, for listening and supporting our podcast. If you, too, want to support our podcast, you can check us out at patreon.com slash geologyflannelcast. Um, we are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are everywhere. We're a forever chemical. We are. We're, We're in the ether forever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, thanks for uh, it's good to be back. We took a little little break there. We did. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Oh, yeah. I've been recording every week. Where have you guys been? <laughs> it just hasn't been plugged in. It's cold, man. Gold. <laughs> Your screens are black. You're just talking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honey, I gotta go podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Steve drinking on a Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. Dad, Daddy's alone in the garage again. <laughs> Uh, ah, good times. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. true. <laughs> uh, I really right, hope you well, guys are real. The <laughs> <laughs> West, I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> On that yeah. note, yeah. Thanks, yeah. everybody. All right, thanks so much, and we'll catch you guys next time. See you. Bye. Thanks for stopping by.